You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. friends, welcome to the Rua Space Podcast, our engaging scripture series. And actually last time I said engaging scripture and it is exploring scripture. So I made fun of you for not knowing the name of the series and <laughs> I, I got it wrong too. So with that said, this is the next installment in our exploring scripture study and I'm Phil. And I'm Erin, and we're glad to have you here with us today, where we explore how we can make space for the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. Like Phil said, we're in the midst of our scripture study, and today I'm really excited because we are going to share with you some really cool Bible study techniques that have to do with math. Yay, math! (laughs) Okay, actually it's to do with numbers. Some of the techniques actually do use math, so I wasn't totally wrong. But it's very exciting stuff, I think. So numerology and gematria. And when we talk about numerology, I know some people might be like, isn't that like a weird thing people do to like tell the future or whatnot? But in the- That's different. Right, that's different (laughs) than the biblical sense of numerology. And we'll start with numerology and then kind of get into gematria. To me, gematria is even more exciting. But I know for you, you really like numerology. I really like the numerology. Plus, just from a, um, again, we bring different perspectives here. Phil's been, obviously, through theological training, studying under rabbis in Israel. He has a master's of divinity. So he's he's well-versed in Bible land. I am Bible I, land. <laughs> I have lived like vicariously. I've lived vicariously through him, but I haven't gotten to have the same training. So when I sit down to look at scripture and I want to do a study, what appeals to me about numerology is, again, it's another Bible study technique that anybody can do with just a little bit of knowledge. And what we're going to share with you today is that little bit of knowledge you need to be able to do numerology yourself. Because essentially, numerology is about the symbolism behind the numbers. See, in the Bible, the numbers that are used are representing concepts, symbols of themes, essentially, (laughs) that, that you can come to and apply in the scripture. So for example, a number that you might already know the symbolism of is the number seven. So in the Bible, seven represents completion. So if we were to look at the story in Genesis where God creates the world, he creates the world in seven days. And on one hand, you can say, okay, it was seven days. That's helpful to know. On the other hand, when you know numerology and you know the number seven is supposed to trigger your mind to go, ah, it was complete. God fulfilled it and made the world in its completion. And so it gives another layer to the story that you're reading. And the text even says that God saw it was good or very good seven times. So it's kind of doubling doubling on the sevens, right? And then there's also interesting passage in Matthew 18, where Peter asks Jesus, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister's sins against me? Up to seven times? And what's interesting here is, in my opinion, what Jesus does in his answer, because Peter's already like up to seven times. Which would be so like, completely, hint, hint, completely. I, do I need like, to forgive them all the way? <laughs> and, and Jesus, I mean, look at what Jesus does. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. So Jesus is like, I take your one seven and I double it, right? Or I give you two completions of seven. 
Um, so when you sort of see that it gives an extra dimension, another layer of understanding a little bit of what's going on. But seven isn't the only number. I mean, 12 is pretty significant throughout the Bible. Okay, so without you telling me the meaning of 12, I can already think there's 12 tribes of Israel. There's 12 disciples of right. Jesus. And those are kind of the two those big are the ones. Two, those are the two off the top of my head. There's different ways to sort of define the significance of 12, but there is sort of this leadership totality or what some some have said like governance um there's a sense of wholeness to 12 of god's people and mm -hmm. so for example in revelation uh, when it talks about the 144,000, people think oh literally let me count one to 144,000. except if you think about it what is 12 times 12 144. 144. There were 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples. It's sort of meant to say this is really the totality of God's people being 12 times 12. And so it's 12 squared. Right. Yeah. So there's a there's a link kind of to that. There's also the number four, which also sort of expresses, again, kind of a totality sense. Um, so there's four creatures um, around the throne in Revelation. There's often described four corners of the earth. There's four horsemen. Yes. Exactly. And the horseman, of course, describing kind of all the things that can kill people um, rather than necessarily for exact future beings to come. But we right. will talk about that somewhere else. Um, but also three and a half. And if you think about it mathematically, what is three and a half? Well, it would be half of seven. Half of seven, exactly. So three and a half in the Bible is often used during times of tribulation. And so it'll oh, be like a time of times and half a time, right? Well, a year, two years, and half a year equals three and a half. Or um, it, when you look throughout scripture, there's different times when three and a half is brought up in a time of difficulty or a time of fragility. And there's almost a sense in which they're saying, we specifically chose three and a half because it's half of seven, meaning it's like broken. There's something mm. not total or complete about this time. There's something difficult. And so, again, people often want to interpret this literally to say, oh, it's literally three and a half years. But really, the author's trying to give us a deeper sense to say, rather than counting the days, this is actually meant to convey that something is broken or off in this situation. That is really cool. So when people come across these numbers in the Bible, would it be fair to say that they could then reflect on that deeper meaning? For example, if you came across the number seven, you'd be thinking about, or you could think about, how completion is represented in this story or in this situation. Exactly. It opens up a sort of creative element for us, as you said, to reflect on what else might the author be saying here? What else mm. might be trying to be conveyed? Um, because again, I think we've talked about this before, a lot of Bible writers would hint at things. And so there's this element where you're supposed to be savvy enough in your scripture knowledge that you would catch their hints and their undertones, their innuendos. And so now numbers help you do that a little bit more. Exactly. I mean, the author of Revelation doesn't tell us it's 12 times 12. There's kind of just the expectation that we'd figure it out. Yeah. And there's more numbers, by the way. I mean, and I would recommend looking at some commentaries or some, you know, I wouldn't just listen to anything on the internet, but some yeah, like scholarly internet's sources. Internet's not always the most reliable source. <laughs> right. Um, but there are more numbers to this. But those are some of the main ones, at least, to get to sort of have your eyes out for, especially seven. I mean, you can even think of something like number three, the Trinity, right? I mean, there's, there's other associations. And really what it's doing is inviting us to see things from another level.
or another yeah. angle. Yeah. Well, and I would venture to say that at some point we will probably have a blog post that gives you some more numbers that you can reflect on as well. So you can always stay tuned for that. But again, because we're not giving you the extensive numerology uh, level 600 course, we are just giving you the introduction. So I think with confidence, we can say that'll get you going with some numerology that you can do on your own. And the other number study we wanted to share with you today is called Gematria. And this is a little less talked about, I think, than numerology. Yeah, well, so our Christian interpretive tradition, uh, our Christian interpretive tradition of the Bible doesn't always have as much creativity in it as kind of the Jewish interpretations. Well, that that's probably because our culture, we, we like to be black and white. Here's how things go. Right. But see, rabbis and ancient interpreters of the text were a lot more playful, which, by the way, includes our New Testament writers. Uh, but they like to play with the text. They like to fill in the gaps. Mm. They like to make connections that aren't obvious on the surface. And one of the ways... Like that, we just talked about with numerology. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Paul was studied under a rabbi, right? He was a Pharisee. I mean, this is right. the way that man thought. They were so, trained this way. Exactly. Yeah. So gematria is basically just the idea that numbers and letters can have an association. And maybe the most modern way to think about this is like Latin numerals, right? Like if you look at a clock, there'll be an X for the 10, there'll be an I for the one, a V for the five, right? Okay. An IV for the four. Well, those are actually letters, right? Literally an I and a V, except we associate V with five, X with 10, I with one. We make a number um, association with each letter. So what's fun is people have said, well, you can then actually translate words into numbers. If you take each letter in a word, write down you know what number is each letter and then add them up you come up with a total okay right? so this is almost like playing with codes or something right secret exactly. languages <laughs> so for example my rabbi in israel that i studied with said you know one of the rabbinical phrases is if you drink too much wine you'll give up your secrets and he said, well, how did the rabbis come up with that connection? Well, it turns out that the word wine and the word secrets both have the same number 70. And so they said, well, see. So it, just to clarify, you're saying the number 70, they, they took each letter, gave it its number value, added them all up, and each word totaled by their formula, 70. 70, right. And then they sort of go the next step, which this has a very sort of technical term that's not as important, but it's isocephism, right? Isocephism. <laughs> and that is equating the gematria total with the gematria total of another word and saying there's an association here. And then what is that association? Right, and then you okay. can some, come up with some sort of teaching, right? So one of the most significant places this occurs in the Bible is in Revelation chapter 13. Okay, so Revelation chapter 13, verse 18. And I do like that this starts with these words. This calls for wisdom. Friends, that's in the Bible. That's not me just saying you need wisdom. <laughs> it says this calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is man's number. His number is 666. So we've often thought of, oh, the beast is some future person we have to figure out, right? The author is, or, or 666 is going to be something marked on us, right? But literally, the author is saying, calculate this number because it's the number of a person, right? Mm. Like this represents somebody. Do gematria and figure out who I'm talking about. And if anyone with has insight, that's. 
that kind of means they're presuming we should be able to figure this out. Exactly. So it turns out that Emperor Nero, if you take his name in Greek as Nero Caesar and you transliterate it, which transliterate basically means to take a word from another language and spell it out sort of phonetically in your language okay. so that you can say it, right? So you transliterate it out. Okay. Like you, when you look in the dictionary or if you're learning a new language and they put it phonetically. Yeah. Oh, or like with our son, the dinosaur books do this and it's so helpful. <laughs> There's like capital oh, yeah. letters and it's broken into symbols and yeah. it's not written at all like the name of the dinosaur, yeah. but then I actually know how to say its name. Yeah, so transliteration <laughs> is basically not translating it from the word to a totally new word. It's taking that word and saying, here's how you pronounce it sure. basically. Okay. Well, if you do that with Nero Caesar, can you guess what the number letters of his name add up to? I'm going to guess because you're leading into it that it's 666. Exactly, it does. <laughs> and here's here's further confirmation for why this is true that his name if you change a couple letters if you sort of do it a little differently, you come up with 616 and there's revelation manuscripts that don't have 666 but 616. So oh. basically, there were some editors who must have been looking at it and said, "Wait, wait. That I know who you're right. talking to, but it's actually supposed to be 616 let me change it right <laughs> oh that's fascinating. yeah so that, that's at okay. least the theory of what happened but, but here's the other interesting <laughs> thing so that's your transliterating his greek name into hebrew and doing gematria right but get this which the audience was jewish so that would make yeah, a lot they of sense they would have done that for themselves okay. and can you guess if you transliterate the greek word for beast into hebrew what you get I'm guessing 666. You do. And so it's cool because in the ancient world, Christians weren't the only ones to think of Nero as a beast. We actually Well, he was a wicked guy. Way. I mean, if you do not know, he's he did some awful things. He did. He did. And like including they believe killing his mother. So like Suetonius writing in 121 AD used the same idea when sort of referencing a political slogan and the slogan sort of ends with this, a calculation new, Nero his mother slew. And people pointed out that he's playing on Gematria there with the name Nero and the his mother slew because Nero, you know, killed his mother apparently. And people, you know, look down on this. And so he's using the same thing that we see in the Bible. I, I think there's sometimes a temptation to think, it's oh, is this like only a, the Bible? It's almost like a wordplay that they enjoyed right. doing, kind of like we would rhyme nowadays, or right. or we might do, you know, ABC poems or whatever. Right. So it wasn't even just the Bible. There's other people who sort of did this. And so this was sort of a part of that world. And it helps us understand then that the beast in Revelation, he's saying it's Nero. And so therefore the beast is someone who acts like him. And if you're smart enough, You'll calculate the number. <laughs> or wise out, enough. Right? Wise enough. <laughs> yes. So, Interesting. Okay. So with that said, that's kind of the big gematria one in Revelation. But if you read some Jewish interpreters or some Jewish texts, you might see them playing with this a little bit more. And I think that that's fascinating. I think that we can enter into that and say, hey, that's a really fun way to sort of look at it, to get a new insight, yeah. um, just to kind of be aware of that. But especially in Revelation, because of the damage done by not understanding it, I think sort of getting a grasp on this can be really key in that element. Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, if nothing else, just to be really interesting trivia. Exactly. <laughs> it's very cool. So brothers and sisters, our invitation to you is to recognize that numbers in the Bible have significance, that they 
often are connected to some deeper point or some other area of scripture. Because as we said in a previous episode, God doesn't waste ink. Things are done intentionally. And so as you look for numbers, things like seven, 12, three and a half, may you be open to other ways of seeing to deeper levels of meaning as you explore scripture. Grace and peace be with you.